Guys, we're back. Yep, still we here. We're back. What song am I thinking of there? I have no idea. Oh, I'm thinking of Eric Bischoff's theme from, uh, do you from wanna, WWE. Do you want to oh, sing okay. the rest of the song? And uh, that no. will be our new intro. No, I think that's fine. Um, Copyright infringement. <laughs> okay, we'll I change mean, a hey, couple words. No one will notice. Yeah. Okay. Hey, go, Habs, go. Cam Hillis. I'm so happy that you signed. We'll talk about that like next episode. Uh, anyway, guys, um, before I turn this off to Alex, because I, turn, I pass it to Alex because it's Bizarre Adventures, I just uh, I asked if I could start the show by wishing a happy birthday to um, one of my best friends, uh, a guy I consider like a brother to me, uh, a guy named Ethan McKay. Ethan, um, I've been trying to get you to listen to the podcast. You haven't yet, Unbelievable. you cheeky guy. So, uh, but happy birthday regardless, my friend. Uh, I love you. That's Alex, why well, don't you... Uh, actually, wait. Happy birthday, Ethan. Yeah. Um, happy be, birthday, you Ethan. Better listen to the, so- you better yeah. listen to this podcast. Just this one. Yeah. And then if you this, like this it, episode. if you like it, keep listening. It, <laughs> Tell it, your like friends it. and family. It, it, if yeah. you don't, I understand. Um... Actually, be- before we go on to the show itself, Alex, um, oh. how about you you tell everyone the big news that we've been the teasing? Big news. Uh, so we are now on a platform called Voice Ed. Uh, they do a lot of uh, work with education uh, type programs, uh, and, and they do a lot of work with like student voices. And we all happen to be students at Ryerson University. Yeah, uh, journalism students, all three of us, and we are now on their platform. This podcast is now on Voice Ed. I'll leave the the uh, website down in the description below. You should go check it out. Check out some other podcasts um, on the website. They also have like live radio, like inter- It's called Internet Radio. So be be sure to check out the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love them Yay. for giving community. Eh? I, I, I love I love everyone yes. of Voice Ed. This you. is a this is a big step. When Alex first sent me it, and you sent me the official like image of our our show being on there, yeah, I wanted I wanted to shed a tear or two. He's like, damn, it's pretty wicked. We so, made it. Hey, after my uh, months of being the traveling salesman <sighs> for this podcast, I'm happy. I, I'm here full time now. Daniel's a to- is our Todd Packer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's no. yeah, Who's ready to make the joke? This guy. <laughs> we don't hey. have a Michael Scott though. That's what we're missing. I mean, we're all Michael Scott deep down. How? Yeah, deep down. Yeah, I, I can see that. We all um, make crazy no, jokes. I know, and we don't care about timing or anything. We just That's make them. That's true. That's true. Okay, if we're talking timing and who doesn't respect timing daniel i think i think you're trying <laughs> just try to cover it up he's just trying to cover it up uh, yeah <laughs> all of us I, yes i think yes, if yes. we're describing the lack of timing that's daniel if we're talking about bad jokes i'm getting that crown and i don't know alex what part of michael scott do you think you represent i have no idea well hey I'll stop derailing everything here. Alex, why don't you take it away? What are we talking about? So today is a Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday, May 13th. May 13th. Perfect. Um, So it's Bizarre Adventures. And we're actually sticking to sports this week. We are watching 
the best Netflix series or one of there's a there's great Netflix has so many good series has some damn good Netflix series uh, Formula One's Drive to Survive we watched season two uh, there's two seasons there was there's supposed to be filming a third season but there's no Formula One so we don't know what's happening but I'd love to see a third season anyways so what are your first thoughts on this show Adam go first oh man I have a lot first of all uh, I love the series itself uh, I'm not gonna watch F1 racing now uh, I don't I, you know nothing against it's still not my cup of tea but I loved the series and I think my biggest takeaway from it um, was I, and I mean this in the nicest way the principles or I guess you could say is kind of say he's like the coach GM of the team yeah and the drivers themselves have such attitude about them and I love it so much like flat out saying like flipping off the uh, the Netflix camera crew. Uh, you know, using some other vulgar language towards Netflix. Yeah, uh, they were they were breaking some third wall there. But even with um, the episode that focused a bit more on Mercedes and uh, Toto Wolf yeah. is the name of the principal of Mercedes, that and how there was the yeah who had the the Sun reporter from the UK, and how he was just filed saying, "I'm not going to give you a headline." Yeah. And I, I because it was we see it so rarely with hockey and John Tortorella seeing just everyone in F1 being like that was such a um, a breath of fresh air yeah Daniel well yeah I don't know like I had very limited understanding of Formula 1 but going into this like I was hooked the show was I think we talked about before like the scenes like the cinematography and all of this it makes me want to watch it but at the same time too like same thing Adam said the personalities I kind of felt that it really kind of carried it or how like each team kind of goes like, this is what we want to do, but this is the reality. Like the big one that kind of hit me was like Haas. I really uh, researched that after. I don't know. It reminded me of like the Atlanta Thrashers in a way. Okay. <laughs> that like, you know, they did what they could. Um, they had these high expectations for themselves, but like all these things just kept happening all at one time, but they still had to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I don't know, like, we talk about people like Lewis Hamilton, like, you know, that guy, larger-than-life personality, but, like, in a good way. He's so uh, nice. I know. Or, like, the balance between everything, like, the team principal, the expectations per every Grand Prix, like, what goes on, it just, I, I found it amazing. Yeah, uh, and I was going to get to this later, but since we brought it up now, um, you know, there's a lot of personality in F1. And our podcast is generally pretty much hockey podcast. And I think it's something we talk about, like we've talked about multiple times. And like there is zero personality in hockey. And the people who do have personal, personality, they're, they generally get crapped on for it. Like we'll, we'll use the big, biggest example in recent memory. Now I th- I think the tide is starting to change. You look at the younger guys um in the bigger markets don't get crapped on as much. But if we're going back a few years, PK Subban when he was in Montreal and even for those few years in Nashville, his personality because his performance on if his performance on the ice didn't match the expectation 
all the fans would literally just crap on them because we're not used to we're not used to that personality whereas in F1 you see a lot of personality even in even from the guys from the let's say like the worst team which is Williams those guys have some type of personality too it's not necessarily as strong as someone from Mercedes like uh Lewis Hamilton or someone like Daniel Ricardo but they still have that personality so mm-hmm. what like in your opinion, like now looking at both hockey and looking at a sport like F1, where there's just tons of personality, would you rather see no personality or F1 type personality? Go ahead, Daniel. I think like for me, the way I kind of just saw it was they have this like swagger to them that they kind of have to have it in their like their with their skills because there's only so many like Grand Prix they have every seat that they can show for themselves like I think they were talking about like you know you messed up like the first two uh, races and then you know the guys like you know we might sack you now yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's very competitive extremely yeah. Oh, competitive yeah there's twenty what you like. No, I was just saying there's 21 uh, races throughout the year and there's 20 seats. That's crazy. Not a lot. One thing that got to me, I think I forgot who it was. Uh, It might be Pierre Gasly, but he, it was kind of crazy. I forget about the cost to Formula One. Like apparently he caused over 2 million, 2 million, was it euros? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, in damages. Yeah, and, man. And I'm like, wow. Those cars are very expensive. Like, extremely expensive to produce. I'll find out. I, I, remember reading, like, like, I, I remember reading an article about it. I'll find it. So, continue what you were saying before. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Just like these things that, like, what you said, like, the, the, the bar is so high. And, like, the competitive level every race, like, you know, they expect you to kind of drive this way but it's so easy like i think you know i think when we pl- like okay this one example i have like we play a video game and you're like yeah. you maybe you maybe you bump a guy or something but you keep going in the video game but in like yeah. formula one like in reality like you bump the guy with your tires like no i gotta stop yeah yeah that was a big one like the- what was the two sorry alex but like the two ferrari guys yes yeah bumped each other and they were and like you couldn't drive anymore and even when they, like, how many times you play a racing game and you've, like, hit the edge of the racetrack and you just keep going, those yeah. guys, done. Done. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, they're very, the cars are very delicate and the tires are very different um, than the car, the tires that are on our cars because they're trying mm-hmm. to get as much grip to the ground as possible so they can just they're keep like- moving. <laughs> And they look shiny. If you look at them new and and they just put them on, they kind of look shiny. I don't know if you noticed that as well, but that's something I noticed. Okay, so Adam, F1 personality or NHL personality? Which one? Oh, 100% to go to F1 and look at how everything there is. It's You know what? I love Lewis Hamilton because of how genuine he seemed as a person, but it's just because he stood out so much because of that. Um, You know what? A lot of times when I saw him talk, I thought, oh, at first I thought, man, this is like your typical athlete, you know, given 
the credit courtesy. And no, it's just because that's how genuine a person he is. And he stands out because everyone else is just so themselves, right? And uh, you talk about P.K. Smith. I want to talk about which his personality has helped grow the game. There are people I know, and I've told this story before, that when Subban got traded out of Montreal, I had some friends of mine text me who hate hockey. But they knew who P.K. Subban was, and it was such a shock when he got dealt. that they, they, they reached out to me and said, Adam, what is going on here? And it's that point that personality helps grow the game. So I, I absolutely want this kind of personality in the NHL because it's going to help grow a sport I love. And, I mean, Austin Matthews is becoming a star so quickly in Toronto because of his personality as well. I'll go away from the Montreal stuff there. Drew Dowdy, see what you want about him. People talk about him because he doesn't. He shows his personality. Alexander Ovechkin's another one too. So I absolutely want more F one type personalities in the NHL. It's funny the conversation we're having, and if you think about, I feel like all the conversations we have about Drew Doughty is, man, you need to stop talking, <laughs> right? Whereas, whereas yeah. someone makes a comment in F one, man, I want to hear more from that guy, and I think that's kind yeah. of. For me, that I, after I watched all ten episodes, it was like wow! Like we have a very different style of, um, like what we want to hear from players. Like I think for me, it was very like okay, if you're an actual player and you don't don't just say stupid things, then I want to hear you talk. Whereas man, like I just want to hear people talk. Like if you look at F one, like every you can go to any country. If there's a, most people will know what F1 is. If I go to like a rand, like just pick a South American country. Uh, Chile. Okay, yeah. Chile. If I ask someone what F1 is, they'll be able to tell me. If I ask them what the NHL is, yeah, I'll get no response. Now, is that because hockey is not true. no? And, and I get there's you know hockey's probably not as popular in Chile <laughs> as like let's say Canada, but let's like man, is that because of the personality or is that because of the game? I th- I mean there's a mix of both obviously, but my next thing is what would it be like to see a documentary or a series? like this in the NHL? Oh, I, I don't... I, I don't know. I don't think you'd get anything. You would have... It couldn't be on just a general... It just couldn't be on the team. You would have to do it on certain players. You like you would have... To, first of all, if you did this kind of series for the NHL and you didn't follow PK, man, it would be... There's nothing there. I mean, we've seen... Sorry. No, I was just going to say the 24-7 series. Mm -hmm. Even even that, like, Montreal had, like, a 24-stay-ash stuff, right? And I I enjoyed it, but it was... There was still nothing there. Again, it was just PK, and everyone else is just, like, there's Carey Price just doing a random little dance and now here's here's Michelle Terrian getting mad because PK turned the puck over. There's still... Well, Nothing. I, and I remember the Leafs had a 24-7, and I think Randy Carlyle was there at the time because it's the best clip ever. He, uh, when Kessel and Bozak come late to practice, and <laughs> and Randy Carlyle makes a joke, and 
Phil Kessel goes, good one, Randy, good one. That's the best moment of, that's literally the best moment. And it's the stupidest thing. Yeah, like, that's why Steve Dango gets so mad about the West Macaulay stuff is, uh, like, we think Phil Kessel eating hot dogs is hilarious. That's hot yeah. Dogs. What know. did that say? I also think it's a culture thing that in Europe we're a lot more. Daniel, you'll remember this. Alex, I think every lab look at this. In first year, remember we we had to watch an interview that NBC did with Russell Brand. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, and I got so mad because everyone in our lab was ripping on it. And if I don't know if you remember this, Daniel, I had my hand up for like ten minutes, and Shanaz never picked me because there's a certain difference in culture between North America and Europe. It's it's like a completely different place, especially like the UK guys. Like people got mad at Russell Brand because he was insulting like the NBC panel. You know, was making some remarks towards one of the female hosts. When in the UK, that's completely normal. When they start the interview off ripping Russell Brand, like joking, he's a messiah complex. That's then that's what it's like in England, right? It's part of the sense of humor. And I, I would say there's also a big cultural difference in Europe and just how fanatical they are about this kind of stuff. And maybe, again, it's kind of this thing of just Canada loves hockey. And it's like yeah. Canada itself is not really a, a, bombast, a bombastic place. You know what the thing is with – and I understand why uh, Steve Dangle's not – like the whole Wes McCauley thing. I understand. Like the whole point is I don't want to hear from a ref. Like the only time – you think about in other sports – the only time you ever want to hear from a ref is if they're making a call. Like, let's let's use F1 as an example. The only time you ever hear from um, their referee who dis- who makes decisions on, did this guy cut a corner, did this guy do that, et cetera, et cetera, is when they're making a decision. You And, and it's not like he's making a joke about it. And that's, and, and in my opinion, that's what Wes McCauley do. He's trying to make light of the situation where that's not your job the the whole the job of the ref is to make a call the players should be the ones who should be showing their personality so yeah i think that kind of shows sorry alex no and that's i think the downfall of the league where we're resorting to the funniest moments of an nhl year aren't the players but are the referees who aren't supposed to be the biggest part of the game for sure. I think, like, with me too, like, that balance between personality. Because, like, with F1 drivers, there's only, like, like you know, two per team. So I kind of feel that there is always that huge focus on it. Like, um, the dynamic I want to get back to after. But what I kind of feel with that is we can really look at, like, you know, these are the guys. And, like, this is what they want to kind of express. And even, like, the difference on one team, they're so completely different from one another as well. Yeah. They kind of complement each other in a way, but at the same time, I think you know when they have that team focus in hockey, it becomes that thing where I think we've talked about it before, like hockey culture, where uh, you know not like the super negative ones of it, but the ones where you know that team identity, like you know you do it for the team, and you know we you kind of keep it light. Like I know right now, what like towards like the whole closure and everything when it came to media, they were even kind of like saying like you know we should probably close that off a bit more to like the locker rooms right so like that's what i kind of think about that that that, was because of the pandemic yeah yeah but i know like even towards like even before that there were like times where they're kind of limiting uh, limiting media coming into like the locker room yeah it's 
interesting that you say that because I remember when that happened and there was a big outrage. Um, there was a big outrage towards them saying, hey, we you can't go in the locker room. If you look at a lot of European-based uh, leagues, even F1, uh, no one goes into the locker room of a soccer team. Like, I've never seen it done in mm-hmm. Europe. They they send players out. Look at it, F1. They didn't really show it as much, but you can go watch most pre- press conferences on the F1 YouTube channel. They say, okay, these players are... Co- um, sorry, these drivers are coming out. These drivers are coming out. These uh, team principals are coming out. You can ask them questions then. And they get some pretty good stories. So... And, and it's not like they don't have the ability and say, hey, I want to talk to this driver. Right? You mm-hmm. saw it what happened yeah. towards the end uh, with Alex Albon when he moved to Red Bull. Right? So I, I, I understand why it's important here because that's part of the part of, I guess, mm-hmm. our, the way people are writing, how they get their information. But it's possible to get it the other way. Yeah. Adam, I kind of think too. Oh. I just thought about that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I just I couldn't stop thinking about the um, the Pro Hockey Writers Association that dumb statement they made about you know right when the pandemic was starting of saying we're gonna fight to get this access right. It's, it was so dumb, and yeah, I'm thinking back to every time they would they would do an interview. Right, it was either. You know the set when they first talked to the Red Bull driver about his mom's um like the history of his mom, and right away he was like, no, that's not what we talked about. Even in that scenario, like the setting of the interview was you know pre-set up and like this private little setup. Even when they talked to him after he had um I think he, he didn't have a podium finish when they they asked him about I'm I'm so bad with the names. Who was the French Red Bull driver who Pierre, lost his Pierre Gasly? Gasly. Pierre yeah. Gasly. When they asked him about Pierre Gasly, even that's like. It's a press conference type interview. Yeah. When they talk Toto Wolf um, about you know what that British reporter talked about press conference, the Williams uh, principal about what was wrong with the press car conference. press conference. It's a very good analogy that we we don't need it. And yeah, I would hate it if I'm a player. That's my my locker room. Yeah. That's my, should be my private area. I've, and yeah, again, you talk about soccer too. I've never seen or heard a re- of a reporter being in the clubhouse for the mm. ML. So. Okay, let's move on. Okay. It doesn't necessarily have to be a driver. Uh, were there any player... Jeez, uh, I'm so used to players. Are, <laughs> are there any drivers or were there any teams or are there any people who stood out to you uh, in this series? And which one was your favorite? Which person was Ooh. your favorite? Mm, I have two. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daniel, uh, why don't you start? I like uh, Carlos. Was it Sainz? Car- Carlos Sainz. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sainz. Carlos. Sainz. Yeah, I really like them. I think. I think um, he has like that. You know, it's he doesn't have the boring personality. I'll say, but like he has the one that like it's the more determined one. He's like, I know what I need to do, and what I have to work on. Like he just he like you know he talked the talk. Yeah, I don't say the, I don't say the other parts too, cliche. But Lock you know he, walk. yeah, he like he showed like you know he put in the work at the gym. Um, he he actually showed his diet about what he wants to eat, what he has to eat, what he does with his trainer, how he has a like relationship with him. Um, 
I don't know if it's a bias, but like you know that he drove like the was it the McLaren? Uh, I forgot the car that he drove to the he grocery store. He drove a store. McLaren, yeah. Yeah, what is it like the? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was the F one. I don't know. I don't know. That's something. But like that's what it, like I really like that car. So like maybe I had a bias towards McLaren. I really like British cars, but uh, yeah, I I thought I really liked him. I like that he had like a good, good kind of background story in a way. He kind of showed where you know where he gets kind of sacked by Renault because of uh, Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Where he kind of shows like you know this is the balance between you know my professional career in the sport and what I kind of do on the off on like the like the off season per se where he goes to stay with family and kind of like say okay you know I got to reevaluate what my future is. So I think he had a really good arc with that. Um, I, my second one is like I think like. Alex Albon, where uh, yeah, but that was a really good story. Uh, you know, he he was the kind of guy too. Like he he did he does do the, a bit of a talk, but he doesn't really like you know go kind of overboard. I kind of thought that with Daniel Ricardo, like I didn't like the guy too well, too much. Like that's near the funny beginning. you guys say that. Both you and Adam had the same reaction to Daniel Ricardo, but everyone in F F one loves him. I just kind of laugh, so I get yeah, we're probably not used to. It, but I just kind of laugh where he's like, "Yeah, I'm the best," and then they're like, "I'm like typing it up." I'm like, you know, I, I this guy didn't finish like two races. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Daniel Ricardo's an interesting character, and I know we'll probably get into it because I know uh, Adam. We had a conversation. I don't remember if it was in our group chat or not about Daniel uh, Ricardo leaving Red Bull, and I think it left a sour taste in Adam's with Adam. Cause, yeah, because you thought he was running. I still think he was. Even okay, the thing with that, and I'll try to explain it. I'll probably get some things wrong. The thing with that one is, if you go back and watch season one, it's kind of something they talk about a lot because yeah. they constantly him and Max Verstappen are butting heads, and you see it. Uh, you see it a little bit in Mercedes. You see it. You see it towards the end uh, in Ferrari too, where you, when you're part of a bigger team, yeah, you have two really good drivers, and both drivers are pretty much number one drivers. Like uh, maybe not Botas, Botas anymore, but Hamilton obviously number one. Vettel and Leclerc could both be num- number one drivers, and it's like they're constantly butting heads. And the only thing that Ricardo thought he could do, and obvi- and just to be fair, it was not the first year that they were butting heads. The year before, they were butting heads too. And he's like, I need to. I guess his mentality is, I need to kind of leave and be my own. I need to be a number one driver because he's probably one of the top drivers in like Formula One right now. He had right. an off year. I think he made a mistake. I think, in my opinion, and he explained it why he didn't choose them, and he had like he probably made the right choice at the time. He said I, he had offers from McLaren and Renault, and he chose Renault because McLaren hadn't showed enough, and he, and he was totally right. Twenty eighteen was a god awful year uh, for McLaren, but I think if he went to McLaren, he would have done. Like that team, him and Lando Norris, then Carlos Sainz would still be at Renault. It'd be a completely different story. Fair enough. I could go on for a long time, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
I actually really like Botas because yeah. you can he actually he realizes his role and he does it well. Like I've been looking at the standings and he finished second when it came to drivers, right? And I mean, he still had the second most wins and second most podiums over Verstappen. So and of course like I know he's on a different like I'm assuming his role is protect Hamilton's rear? Like watch his six? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, you still have to be good enough to get to that position, right? And I understand that, like, a bit of it is the cars, obviously. Yeah. But I really like him because he was just a genuine guy, and he's a Brit, so of course I love him. But I think my favorite guy, my favorite driver, has to be Nico Hulkenberg. Okay. Just because he does not care. He's He's got the personality. He's the Joe Thornton, the Henrik Lundqvist, the Marcel Dion. Doesn't have a podium finish. I feel so bad for him, but I just lo- I love the guy so much. So you bring up those names, and it really sucks that they didn't bring him up. First, I don't know why they rarely talked about him, but he actually popped up at the end, and I'm going to get uh, the information. Is Kimi Raikkonen uh, for Alfa Romeo? And for some reason, they've covered them in Season 1, but I guess nothing much really happened in Season 2. So Kimi Raikkonen, actually, he's 40 years old. Um, so he's the Henrik Lundqvist of Formula One, and he's pretty much he was at Ferrari. I believe he was at Alfa Romeo too. Uh, they had when Lotus had an F one team as well. Uh, he was at McLaren. Uh, you know, he's kind of been there since. Let's see, what year did was he first in F one? Two thousand and one. Damn. And it, it's he's he's a funny guy. Uh, to look at because he's very um, not he's very closed like he reminds me a lot kind of like Valtteri Bottas where Valtteri Bottas isn't very open in a way mm-hmm. and he also doesn't care like he's like I don't care like Kimi, Kimi Raikkonen is like if and you kind of get it from the last clip that he's in uh, at the end of episode 10 where he's like yeah like this guy has a no care attitude, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Hey, he, he realizes, hey, I want to win. Does uh, Botas, yeah. and he's in the perfect position too. Okay, Qu- who, I, yes, yes. I, uh, question about because there was the driver, I believe his name was Russell, the young man George on Williams. Russell? Yeah, or pa- George, yeah, George Russell. George okay. Russell. Okay, so here's what I'm wondering because they kept talking about how how Toto Wolf and Mercedes love the guy, yeah, and he's like their program. So was Williams like associated with Mercedes? Okay, with that. So Formula One is very <laughs> interesting because there's all these right. So uh, the teams obviously there's Ferrari, Mercedes, uh, Red Bull, Renault, McLaren, uh, Toro Rosso, Haas, Williams. And I'm, I'm missing one. Alfa Romeo and Racing Point. Um, and they're all kind of connected. So there's not a lot of uh, engine providers. There's Ferrari, Renault, Mercedes, and Honda. Four engine <laughs> providers in all of Formula One. Ferrari uh, is Alfa Romeo, Ferrari, obviously. Uh, Haas, um, Renault is McLaren, Renault. Mercedes is everyone else. Okay. Right. So what it what you'll f- end up seeing is Alfa Romeo. So before Charles Leclerc was at Ferrari, he was at Alfa Romeo. 
before uh, Lewis Hamilton was at Mercedes, he was at Williams. So really, was he? Yeah, he was at. But Williams used to be a good team. Now, not so much. Before uh, Max, one point. Yeah, before. Uh, what's his name? Daniel Ricardo was at Red Bull. He was at Toro Rosso. And and I think uh, now his last name, Christian Horner, talked about it a little bit, right? That's why they were so it was so easy for them to switch Gasly and Albon because Toro Rosso and Red Bull are just Red Bull. Yeah. Right. So it, it, Formula One is is interesting in that way, and that there's just it's. Uh, very, a lot of teams are kind of put together in a way, not like secretly put together. And then there's also the junior programs, right? So uh, Mercedes has their junior program. Ferrari has their junior program. Red Bull has their junior program. So the good, good drive, young drivers get put into there. Then, like you look at George Russell signs with Williams. Now, th- what people are saying is, and I, people are saying, and this would be my guess too, is that once um, once Valtteri Bottas ends up leaving Mercedes, which could happen uh, within uh, ma- potentially next year, um, George Russell gets put into the Mercedes seat. That would, and and then the woman at Williams continues to be upset that they lose all their best travel. <sighs> That's the thing. That's the Damn. funny part about Formula One is that they all complain. Like you heard, um, you heard Zach Brown, I believe that's his name, the McLaren uh, CEO, saying, "Yeah, like we want Carlos Sainz to be part of the future for a long time, and Carlos Sainz is probably leaving next year." <laughs> He's probably going to Ferrari. <laughs> that would be my guess, or one of the guys uh, touted to go Ferrari. So it's it's interesting because there's no salary cap right, or development cap, right? Because you yeah. you kind of just pay whatever the hell you want. I think the biggest thing in Formula One is it, it yes, the drivers get paid. But developing your car is extremely important. So they brought it up at the end. It was supposed to be uh, 20... What year was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be this year. But they moved it to next year. Because of the pandemic. In that you can only spend this much on your cars. Right? So that they're trying to limit the... Ga- they're trying to create parity. Oh. So Ferrari... <laughs> can only spend this oh, much. No. And at the end of the day, the teams that are spending the most are Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull because they have the most money. Whereas Williams isn't spending the isn't spending anywhere close to what those teams are, are spending because they just don't have the money. So it'll be interesting to see what happens then. So The Red Bull one kind yeah. of... Uh, sorry, Alex. No, go, go. Uh, yeah, I didn't know like that whole thing with the Red Bull, like the partnership, because like you see a bunch of... Uh, like automotive companies and then you see red bull but then like you see like oh they have partnerships with them um, aston martin and they have the honda engine yeah they they so, took like, a that was that was, that was pretty interesting like in my opinion they took a huge risk in bringing in honda because honda had been uh with mclaren for the last few years at least and it was just an absolute nightmare 
and to come in and say, hey, we're going to take Honda, it was a, I think it was a big risk, and I think it it really did, I guess, pay off in a way, and they, they had a pretty good season, I think, other than Pierre, the whole Pierre Gasly situation, but Max Verstappen, obviously, whole different level. I'm, I'm looking at this Forbes thing. Yeah. Over the five that Mercedes won the title, its engine division had average annual cost of $188.1 million, $145.5 million, pounds, bringing the total average spending to $473.4 million. Yep. Wow. Imagine. Holy. That's insane. They spend a lot of money. Okay, who was your least favorite character? <laughs> Go ahead, Danny. I know Adams, uh, who Adams is. Okay, like... <laughs> and I kind of feel for Daniel Ricardo in a way. Like yeah. that now that we've talked about it, like I don't know, he just I think like because he was like one of the first main guys they kind of focused on for the series. That yeah. you just kind of be like, I don't know, like. Okay, I'm gonna like do a bit of a throwback to this, but he okay. reminds me of Sergey Fedorov leaving the Detroit Red Wings. Like you leave on wow. bad terms. Like you're kind of butting heads with everyone, but like you're you're always known. For the Red Wings, right? Like, I like that he went to the Mighty Ducks, but like that was—he kind of did that. He kind of did that to like it. to spite to spite the Red Wings, and I kind of felt that like Daniel Ricciardo did that with Red Bull. Okay. They won't. They won't retire Rob's number now, won't they? I don't know. I don't think they will. I don't know. That's like that, that's people. Like, are they? Is Red Bull gonna retire Daniel Ricciardo's card now? I don't know. I'm kidding. No. Do you think uh, stuff? They retire numbers, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, maybe. But yeah. Um, kind of feel for the guy, but like, I don't know. Just kind of that thing where you know, like that superstar signs with like that small market team, and yeah, it reminded me of Marion Gabrick on Minnesota. Like, well, you know, I didn't even when, know he was on Minnesota. So yeah, Gabrick he started his yeah Gabrick he started his career on the Wild. He no, was no, like I, yeah. No, 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 sorry. I'm saying that to Alex because no. like Gabrick's best years were in Minnesota. Like, he no. was a star there. It was like one of those times where you know when like a small market has like a superstar player. Yeah, it reminded me of that when he like made that move or like, uh, like uh, Florida with Barkov. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that. Or <laughs> or Arizona with Ekman. They're like our fortunes are. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna like our our things gonna our fortunes are gonna change just like that. But like, I don't know. He yeah, like the first two races, he didn't even complete them. Yeah. So did I already so, know. I I so who's your least favorite character? Yeah, Daniel Ricardo. Then, but I, but with an asterisk that I feel for the guy. Okay, <laughs> I, I I can already imagine Adam's answer. I I already know for a fact it's Daniel Ricardo, Ricciardo. Sorry. I, I have very little sympathy for someone who has a bad day, and the way they deal with their bad day is they go out and sail on their expensive boat and oh. go with their Ferraris and their their expensive cars. I, I I feel so bad for him. Oh no, I'm so only it, making. It wasn't five Daniel mil- Ricardo. Oh no, it was him, and I didn't like the younger Ferrari driver. You didn't like Charles Leclerc. No. Is that? Maybe it's more of me being a hockey guy. I like the old vet needs to have more respect. They're both no, they're both pretty bad. They're both they both are detriments to each other. I think you go with the young guy, by the way, if you're Ferrari and you said the other guy. Oh, if you they already if you have. Got, 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. It's funny that you we I brought it up. We that we're watching it this week yesterday because uh, next year there's a whole slew of F1 drivers who are out of contracts, and one of them happens to be Sebastian Vettel. And yeah. yesterday they announced that they are not going to be extending uh, contract his contract. That must suck for him because he really wanted to win there. Uh, they, uh, it's been an issue. Oh, but to be so bad, you're only making $35 million. Yeah, but you could do the same thing with hockey players. You can do the how, same thing with hockey uh, players. And how long is uh, is Lewis Hamilton under contract for? Next year. Two, yeah. But he's like, tied like two years in 2020. His yeah. contract comes up at the end of this year, but he's going to resign with Mercedes. That's all but in stone. How long do drivers usually go? Like until like forty forties. Yeah, they last a little bit longer than uh, hockey players, or they can't. They have the ability to last uh, a little bit longer I, than hockey player, or just the general athlete. You you think it's just as long as their hand eye would keep up with them? Well, because of like the high speeds, right? Well, not even hand, just hand eye, but the ability to handle the g force. Like if you think about it, imagine going three over three hundred kilometers an hour. And imagine the vibration of the wheel, just constantly yeah. shaking, and you're holding on to it. Alex, I mean, you don't do that on Young Street. No, I can't no. go through the corners now. I wish. Buddy, we take the subway. They'll tell you no, that. That's true. I take the subway too. That's the fa- That's oh, okay. the fastest I'm going. I don't know how fast the subway goes, but uh, yeah, those are my top limits. When we pick up those. When we pick up those Golden Star uh, orders. Just rip it down Young Street. Yeah. yeah. Vroom. (laughs) I I love F1. Um, Yeah, you made me a fan. I know Adam Adam isn't going to watch it. Are you going to watch it when it comes back? Yes, I will. I will. I mean, like, I'll do my best. Like, I I don't think I could be someone that goes right into, like, the circuit. Yeah, yeah. Like the circuit, and go like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> schedule, you know, you know, they're coming back, they come back to Montreal. Yeah, yeah I look at the stats. Montreal. I, I would them. go to Montreal. I've been dying to go to Montreal. Like, right, guys, I had. A, pardon? It's a great city, by the way. Yeah, I had. I, um, I so I used, well, kind of used to watch it when I was younger, and then I got back into it a few years ago. I missed a whole lot. I, I, I love Formula One and I love playing the video game because it's the fastest I can go in a car. What but, do you mean Mercedes are good now? What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm t- um, there are two Canadian drivers. Well, there's one in this series and they didn't, and it pissed me off, they didn't look at him in Lance Stroll. And guess where he's from? Quebec? Montreal. Hey, Alex's fa- Adam's favorite. Yeah, there's also, he- uh racing point, but because his dad own because his dad owns the team. Is he not good? No, he's good. He's a good driver. I just don't think he's racing point good. I love <laughs> to describe every driver. Is he quick? Yes, but can he do anything else? Yeah, yeah, like and I and they kind of explained that. Um, you know, they looked at Al- when they looked at Alex Albon versus Pierre Gasly, and they showed the one scene where Alex Albon takes that risk. Is like, are you gonna take that risk and and uh, hit the brakes late? 
if yes you can survive that was kind of like the whole Man. mentality I'll tell you, I was so mad at Pierre Gasly watching that those Red Bull episodes. Like, just go for it, man! Just yeah. do it. We kept saying, push, Pierre, push. Yeah. Man, like, thank God he ended up getting the Toro Rosso second place. I felt really happy. Really, really yeah. happy for him. But, like, man, and I just I just wanted to punch him. Be like, I, I want to love you. Just do it. And his parents sacrificed so much for him in that. That's that everywhere. Backstory. Hey, that's everyone's backstory. <laughs> Don't pretend like it was just his. It, it, well, but, he got back because his friend died. Yeah, that was and Talia Bear. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pardon. No, sorry. I was gonna say that was tough, especially when you see like the clip of the Lewis Hamilton interview. Yeah. And how he's too distracted by by the thing in the area. So yeah, it, just, it was no, surreal. I forgot what I was gonna say. You know who I really enjoyed in this series, though. Who the the, the journalist? Yeah, that did great. you not like the journalist in that this series? What this was guy, his name? Will Buxton, guy dumbed yeah. down everything. Yeah, he was good, and that's yeah, context. Oh, love it. That's the the guy you want to be like. You know who else is pretty jokes? The Hass uh, principal. Oh, uh, oh, that guy, yeah. What so off the rails? Like what's how many name? times? I don't remember his name. I'm gonna find out. I love you all, but you suck. <laughs> when he says I'm gonna, I'm gonna sack. When he says I'm gonna like, like he's like, you know, I'm not afraid to sack. Like he like we have yelling at the engineer. Gunter Steiner. <laughs> yeah. He's great. I love that dude. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I. There's a lot of. It's so different than hockey because I literally love every single person in this series. Yeah. Whereas in hockey, yeah. you're not going to get that because they're all freaking closed and don't tell you what they actually think. You got to get pucks deep, you know? Think, think about this, deep. right? The Red Bull coach made a joke about changing Pierre's diaper. Yeah. And gladly laughed about it on camera. <laughs> yeah. And think about if that happened in the NHL. Well, you wouldn't find out about it. Exactly. Unless it was Tortorella. Unless it was Tortorella. Because he'd say it in front of a camera. Yeah. yeah. I he'd mean, but probably needed a change out there. Were there any moment? What What was your favorite moment of the series? Ooh. Um, let's see. While you're thinking, Dale. Adam, you go. You go. I'm, I'm still thinking. Uh, There's too many good ones. When Nico crashed and didn't get his podium finish, because I felt so horrible for him. That and was the, your like, favorite the, moment of the series. Yes, because it was heartbreaking in all the right ways. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm not trying to get Yeah, no, it was good because it starts off, you're probably not going to do it. Then, like, the music, the shots, it's. An excellent thing of cinematography, but it just—I won't lie—the heartbreak was fantastic. I, I, I won't lie. <laughs> you monster! All right, I—I I got one. My whole thing was the Monaco Grand Prix, like the way they talked about like the difficulty with it. Yeah. Um, uh, like it's—it's it's in a way it's like their proving ground, and the fact that like, you know, like we gotta we gotta get it here, and like the setup for it, I think was like Daniel Ricardo saying like, you know, I want it here before. Yeah. I want to win it again. Um, that was great. I think that was an amazing story arc. Looked cool too. I like yeah. the how it looks. Yeah, oh, and Pierre still couldn't a, do anything. 
It's it's a it's such a difficult course. I mean, it's a difficult course in the game. I can't imagine. Uh, <laughs> I got got experience it now. I got to buy the game. Oh, I can't imagine what it's like in real. What's life. the game called? Formula One 2019. Then we can play together. Oh, you don't. Never mind. Uh, uh, never I mind. Buy Xbox. You don't have. Um, you don't have. <laughs> So disappointed. Xbox. So I, know, I don't have an Xbox. You know what my favorite moment was? Um, what was it? It was the Brazilian Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Carlos Sainz starts in twentieth and finishes in third place for his first podium. Yeah, that was good. That's. I think that's just a huge bias because I really like McLaren. That's probably. Probably it. I, f- I love McLaren. La- I'm saying that now, and I, I can't even remember the name of the car. <laughs> I don't know. I no, I don't love the car. I love the Formula One team. The McLaren. oh, I found it. Okay, McLaren P1. 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 That was the one that uh, Carlos was driving at the grocery store. I always loved that car. The or- in orange. Oh, a orange Man, McLaren. He didn't know where the trunk was. It's at the front, <laughs> was it not? I'm pretty. I- yeah, no, that's because the engine's in the back because it's yeah. too big. You idiot, how do you know where the trunk is? Hey, don't don't diss my favorite driver. Yeah, yeah what do you can do about it? You going to make an honorable mentions list? Yes, honorable mentions. going <laughs> <laughs> to make a top ten list of your favorite goalies with Carey Price as the honorable mention? Oh, my God. Let's there, do it. Yeah, you know, write, write an article about it. These guys are awful. There's a couple guys that they uh, didn't talk about much about uh obviously uh they didn't talk about lance stroll i brought that up earlier they didn't talk at all about alfa romeo i would have loved to her loved to heard about alfa romeo they didn't talk about racing point so sergio perez and lance stroll there was last year and i would have loved to heard more about it this what it was like this year last year uh it was sergio perez and esteban ocon who was mercedes uh, reserve driver and they re- they talked about him a little bit in two of the episodes and the entire season it was just them butting heads like just butting heads on when they were driving and then it ended up like they said then then Lauren Stroll which is Lance's dad bought the team and said hey I'm bringing my son in and there was like no questions asked this is just how this is just how it's working um, what was the other team other one that I want to talk about. Now it's not coming to me. I feel. I feel. Oh, uh, Haas. They didn't talk about it this year, but Kevin Magnuson and uh, Roman Grosjean, they butted heads too. And it's yeah. funny. They they did talk about it this year, and I think uh, both of them came out and said, "Yeah, this Netflix series made it look a lot worse than um, it actually is." And I have a feeling they're both lying. But I could understand where they're coming from, where maybe they're actually not lying. Because if you look at a lot of the the drivers, they are butting heads with their own teammates. But it is in the heat of the moment, yeah. right? And and it's part of the it's part of the uh, driving, right? It's part of being a part of the team, right? Like yes, you're on the same team, but you're also competing with each other. You know what it reminds me of? Like, things I would want to see in the NHL, or I can compare it before. Like, like I guess, you know, Roberto Luongo and Corey Schneider. Like, I would have wanted to see more of that. I know it was, like, a fun competition. Or, like, 
Philip Grubauer and Braden Holtby. Like I can't see Braden Holtby joking the same way as Lou or Corey Schneider. Yeah, Holtby doesn't have much about him, does he? Yeah, so well, like, that's why I kind of feel he's like he's a weird guy. Well, because he's a goalie. Don't you want to see that on camera? Yes, I'd love to just yeah. see goalies. I'd love to see a documentary series just on NHL goalies because or I feel like, like out of anyone, those guys have the most personality because they're just freaking like, weird. Here's Carey Price fishing. Ten hours. Yeah. Here's Carey Price. Think about. Well, it reminds me of. No, I was oh, just sorry. saying. Think um, about like this. That remember the All Star game. Think about an All Star game. Who has? Who's the best? The answer is the goalies, and I'll tell you why. Carey Price, I don't remember what year it was. They were still doing the the shootout, the better version of the shootout, not what they're doing now. The and, breakaway challenge. Yeah, the breakaway challenge. Carey Price turns around and faces the boards and still saves it. <laughs> if you tell me any better moment of that year's All-Star game, you know what? You're you're just wrong. I think that was 2015 in Columbus, and it was the one. I think was that the year where they like someone. I think it was Nick Foligno brought out someone brought out their kid or something to do the shot, and then Nick Foligno or somebody and Johnny Goudreau imitated it because Johnny Goudreau looks like he's 16. I have no idea. Yes, it might have been that year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's if we want to keep talking about how wicked Carey Price is, I'm glad. I'm, I'm so down to do that. No, it's okay. No, I'm okay. He's just a perfect human being in every way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> this is the last thing I wanted to bring up. It's kind of it's related to F1, but it's not about the series. You know who's doing the best job at entertaining people with no sports? Who? Formula One. Because they're they're doing vir- virtual races on uh. the game, on the game, and they're putting it on TV. And who's winning? Well, they have actual. So some people are like professional YouTube drivers. And uh. They actually, but they actually have a lot. Uh, I think at this point it's like four or five uh, actual F one drivers. There's a couple F two drivers, but it's like. I guess because it's one of the more realistic games in that you can actually, um, I guess, imitate in a way. Like if you like, do you want to watch um, John Tavares play NHL Twenty with a controller, or do you want to watch Sebastian Vettel sitting down in a chair with a racing wheel and pedals? The F1 game when you're you can mess up your teammates' race and uh, video game as well as real life. Is it like a career mode where it's like you have to butt heads with like your yes. your teammate? Yes, I'm on to be season, number one. Or I'm something? on season two. Oh man, it, I should do it's that. It's either me or Hamilton. You choose right now. No, it's not like it's not like that. It's I love that, <laughs> but I played last night. I finished a race. I love this game so much. It's nice. <laughs> Sounds fun. It is, I know Adam doesn't like. You've intrigued me. I, I know Adam doesn't like Formula One. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, Wait, no, no, no. I'm not judging you. Oh, I might be, but I'm not judging you. Yeah. No judgment. I, I, I love it as a documentary series. Yes, I really do. That's all I'll say. 
do you know what um, I respect Formula One yeah that that I think you know watching this documentary or the docuseries I think for me I gained a lot more respect for the actual drivers because you know there's all this talk of oh is F1 a sport is F1 not a sport are they athletes are they not athletes but to take that g-force to have to like like it's not like you're not fit like you can't just throw me in a car and say hey figure out how to drive this car like I will not figure it out not with that attitude. Adam, <laughs> they, okay, you know what? I, in my current state, in my current fitness level, I could not drive a Formula One car. There's a lot more to it than just driving the car. Like, I think they show it a lot. You know what I've always appreciated about I'm driving and it's the pit stops and how quick those guys are. Yeah, those yeah. guys are insane. Like, what was it? The average is two seconds. Yes. Yeah, the guys like Lewis Hamilton was like there for like a minute. Man, I felt that. I yeah, like, I was so like maybe I like see that time. part. Yeah. Because like even like growing up, I've seen some racing, and so I've always known they were quick. But then the moment they said a minute, even I knew like oh, oh no, yeah. this is it's brutal. And God, that whole racer Hamilton was such a mess. He's so calm though when he like answers, like "Sorry, guys, understand." He also something wrong. The little courtesy, you know, at the end of a hockey team, everyone gives the goalie the tap. You start seeing the little common courtesy at the end of the uh, the race. The racer will always, you know, message into the crew saying, "Yeah, good job, guys, thanks," and all that. Yeah, yeah. It's the little things. You I should, bet Ricardo's uh, going to do it. No, <laughs> you have such a bone to pick with this guy if you go on youtube they have the they'll do like best moments throughout the race and they'll they'll put in a youtube video and it'll be the radios it's so funny some guys get so mad it's awesome you know know, i just realized it made me laugh what that i didn't think adam would like pierre gasly because the guy kept looking at stats after every race i thought the same thing (laughs) when when he said that i thought oh what's alex thinking of right now he's probably getting ready to make fun of me no i i I liked gasly because he's french like really Mm -hmm. and and i was just frustrated with him because he wouldn't take the risk but he did at the end so i love him (laughs) That's the redeemed thing, himself, like, and I think both him and Ricardo had a very not similar. I, I, you want, know I'd say they had similar experiences going into different teams, and and Ricardo brought it up too. And like, man, it just it's not the same feeling, like with the cars, like the the gas, the brake, like if you and and I've noticed this too. Like if I'm driving my car versus driving like my mom's car. Like the gas and the brake and the steering, we all feel different. And I can imagine for them, they're so set. I, I imagine they're extremely sensitive to this because they can make the my, the most minute change, and it can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. So I can mm-hmm. imagine where that's and getting used to stuff like that. So yeah, like you ha- you feel for those guys. And when it comes to the stats, listen, man, I'm all I'm saying is stats are important. But also the eye test is important and the instinct is important. And I think uh, the Red Bull team principal said it better than I could, saying you have to trust your instinct. Like you can't just you can't just rely on the data. You have to say, yeah, here's the data, but this is how I want to do it. So that's I would 
Yeah. In all seriousness, I would actually give more credence to advanced numbers in racing because it literally is, as, as the drivers had said, it's milliseconds you're looking at. Yeah, it's insane. Like, they're talking about tenths of a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Like, just, like, I don't think you, you look at how much of a distance a full second behind can create. And, like, one sec, like, it's like, one second goes and it's like wow and you're that far apart yeah like it just creates like damn these cars are going super duper fast mm-hmm. i mean it was it the uh, the other driver for williams the older gentleman uh robert kubica kubica i don't man they showed the picture of his crash yeah and it was like his car was like you ever seen you remember in Yu-Gi-Oh? there was the polymorphous card and it would combine them it was like the railing and his car had fused together yeah it was bad the speed that you have to be going at for that to happen and that he can survive and as the reporter said still manage your car is absolutely incredible yeah, those guys are athletes. Yeah, I don't have any more questions. Do you guys have any questions for me? When is season three coming out? Damn, I want to know because it's going to be a darn good season, and not just because of the yeah. pandemic, but because there's going to be well, there could be so much movement. Like obviously, yeah, free agent frenzy. Yeah, yeah, and you know, this year obviously. Um, there wasn't a whole lot. I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, the only real difference that you'll notice is obviously Esteban Ocon goes into Renault and um, and what's his name? Nico Hulkenberg. Sorry. Nico Hulkenberg comes out. <laughs> sorry, Adam. Neil's Hoglander. <laughs> and, and Williams, uh, Robert Kubica isn't there anymore. And Nicholas Latifi. Lafiti, sorry, my God. <clears throat> Lafiti comes in, who happens to be Canadian. Hey! And from Montreal. Hey! And Adam has his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> That's Adam's new favorite team, Williams. All right, who's your favorite, Alex? Yeah. My favorite driver? Your favorite uh, team. My favorite team is McLaren. Um, okay. Why? Well, they, why? Well, they had like okay. So when I started getting back into F one, they had a driver by the name of Fernando Alonso, who was very good. Uh, Two he, first names. <laughs> <laughs> he was very good, probably one of like the best drivers like ever, and he had such a and and at the time McLaren also wasn't a very good team. Um, they used to be very good. They've just haven't been good they had honda honda hadn't seemed to be reliable um and then last year they brought in renault i believe it was last year yeah last year they brought in renault it was a very different team uh obviously carlos Sainz jr is a great driver probably gonna end up leaving uh they have a guy who they really didn't talk about and i really wish they did uh in lando norris who's i he's quite young um I don't remember how old he is. He might be a couple years older than me. Was that the guy who at the end was like, no, they ignored me the entire season, bleep Netflix? Uh, it might have been. <laughs> Lando Norris is, Adam, he's your age. I don't know how that makes you feel. But um, 
Well, okay, hold on a minute. Hold on, right. Okay, first of all, Daniel's older than both of us. Every time I bring up Shane being my age, Alex makes a joke of, you're, you're older than me, but now you're going to turn it on me like that. Well, what do you mean? You always bring it up saying, oh, he's my age, and it makes me feel old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. I feel like you're trying to make me feel bad about myself. I'm not trying to make yeah. you feel bad. I'm just saying, man, you must feel old. Like we were talking about I the guy, uh, Shane Wright, was born man. in 2004. That was tough. No, you know what's really funny? Um, a friend of mine, I don't know if I told you this, a friend of mine texted me in my 20th. And, uh, God, she just kept ripping me. It was hilarious. She's like... So mean. So Wayne Gretzky retired 20 years ago. I'm like, don't you dare wow. start. <laughs> like, I would, just wow. a bunch I would never do that was to like, Adam. Yeah. It was it was pretty funny. She, she was like... Um, I, I remember I texted back. I'm like, yeah. Um, Gretzky's retirement ceremony was a month after I was born. Mm. Which is... Um, which is really, really, it was funny, I'll tell you that. Uh, but then, Daniel, so you're older than both of us. I know. Uh, when I was uh, born, uh, was Doug Gilmore a- was uh, still on the, was still in juniors, I think. Okay. So was yeah. there color no, on I'm the kidding, TV? I'm kidding. There was no color on the TV yet. Uh, Where are the Spitfires developed yet? Yeah. Uh, the- no, not yet. Um, every car was manual, you know. It was wow. So many <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Daniel's old. Uh, crazy post-war uh, era. What's it like, Daniel, to have lived through the Spanish flu and coronavirus? I know it's pretty crazy. You know, you, you're like, you know, you never think these things happen again. But you know, <laughs> you're dealing. You know, it's it's easier now with the podcast. How about the black. Plague? You didn't have that back then. Let's go farther. <laughs> Since we're just making Daniel like I know. Gandalf, before Canada da- was a thing, we're making Daniel Gandalf age over here. How old? Did, how old was Gandalf? Oh, Gandalf was like I actually was his uh, teaching assistant, you know, oh at the my time. God. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're just crossing into the realm of fantasy. Were you there when King's Landing was buried to the ground by Daenerys Targaryen? Oh my god! Yeah, I remember when it was so beautiful. You know, when there was there was peace in the kingdom. Man, I'm not gonna. If you've watched an episode of the Game of Thrones, you know how terrible that statement was. Uh, Nothing is peaceful in that show. Nothing. I know. Where you should watch it. I did. I I read the first two books and uh, watched the first two, three seasons. Keep watching. Oh, how, where are you in Cold Wars? <laughs> like, Still episode five? I don't think I want the answer after that laugh. You're season one, episode five? Yeah, I sorry, I I got a... <laughs> he was at season... I got... He was episode three, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I got into uh, The Mandalorian more, to be honest. The Mandalorian's only eight episodes. I what know. are you doing? You have all the time in the world. I know. I've been dedicating it to Formula One. We've known about Formula One for. I know. Like, that's 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 my new thing. I swear, next Wednesday, Daniel's just gonna be coming in with uh, random facts my way with Formula One. Did you? No, know? To be honest, I acted. To be honest, my semester really just ended because I had a yeah. coursework until like, what May May? Well, what what day was Friday? Wow, I'm losing track. Man, I thought it was Thursday on Tuesday. I won't lie to you. Man, hey Alex, you know we should May 8th. we should do 8th. nothing on the seventeenth because they did nothing. Nothing's going on. Nothing important. <laughs> I mean, but the sixteenth is Jean Sebastian Jaguer's birthday. 
Oh, best goalie ever. What? What? So if you enjoyed this episode... Yeah. Like, well, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about the series? I'm going to buy the video game. Are you actually going to buy the video game? Or, I think so. I have this I'll feeling we're going to wait three weeks and then he's still not going to buy the video game. <laughs> just like he still hasn't won his Lego. Can we mention that... I bought my Lego. I bought oh, you did. You did. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Lego was, I believe I remember the price of your Lego, right? And I'm oh, thinking, so. so let's think about this for a second, Alex, right? Um, let's say that Daniel sold his PlayStation and also had the money from his Lego, how he could have an Xbox right now, even if he just kept his PlayStation and used the money from the Lego, it wouldn't be that much more to get an Xbox. And play NHL with us. And then I we could... And then, Daniel, we can play Formula One together. If, if oh. you – how about this, Daniel? If you are willing to buy an Xbox One, me and da- me and Alex will split the wait, difference. Wait, 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 wait. Don't get what? me involved. I didn't <laughs> – I never <laughs> said this. I never agreed me, to this. I'm not – No, no. Am I getting a surprise on the 17th? Maybe. If you buy Xbox One, me and Alex will buy you NHL 20. It's like $24 right now. Exactly. Why do you think I'm saying it? I don't know. You How know. much is an Xbox One? I just don't have money flying around. I'm gonna I say know. you just bought over a hundred dollars of Lego. That's that's why I, I don't have money crazy. flying around. Who would have thought that this would happen to us? <laughs> this what? much? Well, Adam, I know with you, you, you love Lego. With, like, I don't think I'm buying Lego think for I'm a while. Ten years old at heart. I don't think I just laughed where I'm like. We talked about Star Wars for so long, and then I got a Batmobile. (laughs) (laughs) Was the Batmobile on sale? Was was the Batmobile on sale? Because I don't remember it being that price. No, like, it was always that price, but, like, I got convinced by Adam's uh, brick-to-price ratio. Yeah, it's amazing. What's it, like, three, four thousand pieces? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's really good. That's got. That's what got you. The brick to price. You're what got you. me. Part of the reason you bought it, I think I deserve that Joker minifigure. <laughs> All right, um, let's oh end this because I'm really. I haven't. I haven't eaten since I woke up. Okay. Are you feeling, by the way, this, this week? Um. Uh, you know what? I was. I'm feeling better. I will say that. Um. But if like if I'm standing up for too long, I feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> It's very weird, but I'm not oh, seeing anything, so that's for you. Thank you I, for asking. I'm feeling much better. Thank you. No worries. Yeah. I you convinced think- my, I convinced myself, uh, Alex. This this I gotta go to Golden Star after this. Do it. They're, hey. so, they're still open. I think there's a skip the dishes coupon. So exactly. There I'll use go. that. For any of our new listeners on um on their new platforms, and even if you're just new to the show in general, um, you should know that it's Daniel's birthday on the 17th. So everyone. Should- should start wishing him happy birthday. And if you send money for to buy Daniel a gift, he may or may not receive it. But I think we should the all Xbox. do that anyway. Is it the Xbox One? <laughs> Please e-transfer at adamfluge at gmail dot com. I'm definitely not Xbox made out of Lego. Description. An Xbox made out of Lego. If it works, it works, man. Yeah, we'll build it. Uh, we should probably end the episode. Yes, we should. Uh, th- All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you, guys. You want me to do it? 
Sure. I love how we're like, all right, let's see. And then Dan is like, bye. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, thank you for listening to another episode of the Two One One Podcast. Make sure you uh, like the video uh, if you're listening on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the uh, iTunes, to the podcast, to the Spotify, to the whatever you're listening on. Just if you can subscribe. Make sure you subscribe so you can find out when we upload a podcast every Wednesday and every Sunday. Make sure you go and check out the Instagram page because there's going to be some hockey topics. And if you comment, we will read them out loud on this podcast and talk about them. Okay, so make sure I'm going to read say this again. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. And follow to the Instagram page. And we're still waiting for this Andre Markov, Alex Romanov uh, video from Adam. We have no idea when it's coming out. But it's going to be coming out soon. So click the links in the description down below. See you. It's like like later. Kingdom Hearts 3. It's going to be a, a long time to get out. And it will be ult- yeah. ultimately will be very disappointing. So by the time it comes out, is all this stuff going to be relevant? Or what's the... Uh, in, in our hearts, it will be relevant. There's nothing going on. I think it's. I feel like people just stop talking about Andre Markov. Listen, (laughs) there's nothing else going on in Montreal. Like, okay, you forget. I have twelve subscribers, man. Like, yeah, I mean, we'll be more soon. We believe in it. See you on Sunday.